Hello and welcome to a brand new installment of Nintendo News Report for Saturday, November 26th, 2016. I'm your host, Alexander Kalafi. Today, joined by two of my regular guests for our episode 103 slash episode 4 of Nintendo News Report. We prestiged. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so here's, here's, here's your reminder that Nintendo News Report is now on iTunes. And we episode one is episode 100 on YouTube, which means we did 100 of these YouTube things. Episode 100 became episode one of the iTunes, followed by episode two, episode three, and episode four, which is the one you are watching live right now or listening to after the fact on iTunes. Nintendo News Report on iTunes. And that'll get integrated into the site very soon, but Nintendo News Report on iTunes. We're joined by Donald Terrio. Hello, Donald. Hello, and I just became champion 65 hours later. So it took you 65 hours to become champion of the Alola region? Yes, but we, we will talk about the reasons for that later. Okay, I actually have some uh, some thoughts on that game, especially as I play more of the post-game and as I think about that game more. I have a lot of positive things to say, and maybe one or two criticisms that didn't become apparent to me until after I played a lot of it. The other voice you are hearing is Zach, who's eating right now. Hello, Zach. Hi, Alex. Uh, it was my birthday two days ago. Happy birthday, Zach. What are you, what are you like, 48? 34. 34, same thing. Yep, uh, it is, really. Yeah, you're what almost, are you eating right all... now? Is that like a cheese stick? It is a cheese stick. What, what, is, what is Zach almost, Donald? He's almost out of that big uh, advertising demographic. <laughs> Damn it. So soon you're going to be uh, not the person marketed to, no. and then the target audience of adult contemporary. You know, I watch enough Jeopardy and Wheel that the advertisements I see are mostly for pills anyway. <laughs> That's and diabetes. Yep. Diabetes. Wilford Brimley's still alive. He I is. I you didn't know he that one. The only person left after 2016, apparently. 2016, <laughs> still got a month left, Donald. We still got a month. <laughs> Firefly died like yesterday, so it's still going. Heck, Shepard Book passed away a couple hours ago. Really? Oh, jeez. Wolford Brimley looked like he was too old twenty years ago. Yeah, he looked old in the thing. Well, then again, we lost. I mean, you you could tell something was going on this year because we lost Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda. (laughs) That's right. Well, yeah, Wolford. Wilford Brimley's only 82 years old. He's it's going to be a long-ass in memoriam at the Oscars next year. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So for this show, which actually should be a relatively uplifting show, hopefully, we have Black Friday, we have Pokemon talk, we have Switch rumors, because Pokemon and Switch are the two things you guys want to hear about. And then we got yeah, Swap yeah. Doodle, we got uh, Lego City Undercover, we got all sorts of stuff. But first, I want to talk about Black Friday. And we're going to get to what Zach bought and what Donald oh. bought in a second. But okay. I want to talk about the stuff I bought first because I have a lot of shit. And I am one of those people who likes to play every game that came out this year before the end of the year, which means I have a real doozy out of me. And I want to show you exactly what I bought in the last month on some substantial sale which is either like a pre-Black Friday sale or a Black Friday sale that's happened before Black Friday or a Black Friday sale or a day after Black Friday sale 
as is the case with one of these games. So here's what I got. I bought Star Fox Zero like a month ago, as I told you guys about. Oh, those I remember that. Yeah. Right, that was on GameFly. Twenty. Have you cracked that open yet? Uh, I haven't because I have a lot of other games, and almost all of them are sealed. Did we lose Donald? Is oh Donald, you're back. Yeah, I just sorry, I just had to kill a fan. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's cool. It was I was just Star Fox Zero twenty dollars, and that was about a month ago. The mm -hmm. next thing I bought, Shin Megami Tensei for Apocalypse. Oh. For $25 on a Best Buy sale a while ago, after the Gamers Club unlocked, it ended up being about 25 bucks. It came with the pins, too, which is really sick, which was the uh, the first run one. The middle pin looks like the Doctor Strange symbol. It, it does have that sort of Doctor Strangey look to it. Did you like Doctor Strange, Zach? Uh, mostly. Yeah, that's fair. I would say maybe slightly in the not direction. That mm. movie felt like there were like 20% of its scenes missing. Yeah, that's actually absolutely true. Like yeah. the middle section was so rushed. Right, like it didn't take any time justifying the powers or abilities exactly. of Doctor Strange. Like in, Iron, Man, like in yeah. Iron Man 1, the whole middle section of the film is devoted to him building his shit. Right. And in Doctor Strange, it's like, oh, I read some books. Right, the way you get around that isn't by not doing the origin story stuff, it's about doing <laughs> the origin story stuff better. Right. <laughs> which, which Doctor Strange kind of skipped out on. It yeah. reminds me of The Force Awakens, not to go on too much of a tangent, but it reminds me of The Force Awakens, how Rey's powers weren't really justified. She just kind of had that point. <laughs> Mary Sue ability. A little bit. A little bit. Okay, so that's, that's the first two games, that neither of which I've touched, which is a 10-hour game, well, beating everything, so much less than 10 hours, and a 40-hour game, probably. Isn't that right, Donald? 40 hours? Uh, something in that range. I think, uh, I think Neil said 50 in his review, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, <laughs> days ago, I bought Forza Horizon 3, which is still sealed for 35 oh, bucks. I've heard that's good. It's, I hear it's very good, too. I played the demo on Xbox One. That's pretty cool. Here's something I bought the day after Black Friday, which is today. I bought Ratchet & Clank on PS4. Nice. Excellent game. It's a good game? Oh, yeah. Is the remake much better than the original? Because I couldn't get into the original when I played it a couple of years ago. Yeah, the original sucks now. Okay, so it didn't age very well. A lot of PlayStation games age very poorly, I've noticed. Yeah, Ratchet & Clank Reboot like takes all the modern conveniences of Ratchet & Clank and then takes out all of the extraneous stuff that they added later on. And mm -hmm. just the whole thing is solidified into a sheen. Right. Okay. That, that, makes, that makes sense. I'm looking forward to this one because it was $10 at GameStop. Which is oh, a good baby. price for that because they dropped it to twenty bucks after a few months, and then they cut that in half for Black Friday. I got Titanfall Two, which is still sealed, oh. for thirty-five bucks about a week ago on the Xbox One Black Friday sale, the Microsoft Store. I ended up getting Hitman Season One complete for thirty bucks, but it ended up being like eight bucks after credit I had. Nice. I got Wolfenstein The New Order for five bucks, and I got Castlevania Symphony of the Night for three bucks. Yeah. So I have all those games. And then I got this little game, which came a couple days early. It's a little indie, so maybe you guys haven't heard of it. But it is Final Fantasy XV. Oh, oh, that game actually exists. Yeah. Look at that. Look at this. 
Yeah, I was surprised because I did the day one delivery for Best Buy, and I looked at the tracking, and I was like, oh, that game got to Boston a little sooner than I expected. <laughs> and it was one of those kind of things where because of the way they shipped out the games, I just ended up getting it two days or three days nice. early if it comes out on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. So you're now the second yeah. second person connected to NWR to have that game after Don Koopman. Right, but he might have it for other reasons. Is... No, he he walked into a store and bought it today. Yeah. Just, just, oh, okay. Because I, I think Europe... he was playing it, but I, I might be wrong. Yeah, because when it comes to street dates, Europe don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay, cool. And, and see also yeah. why Pokemon got delayed a week. Pokemon yeah. did get delayed a week. Uh, yeah. Final Fantasy fifteen is really good so far. 45 minutes in. The battle system is a little confusing like other Final Fantasy games, but the game looks graphically way better than they originally than it originally did in like the demos and stuff. Oh really? The combat is a little more fun than the demo suggested. Like it felt a little less like Witcher and it felt a little more fluid like a JRPG in motion, which is what they were trying to do. And the idea of a road trip with four boys. It's it's been pretty good so far. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And that's everything I bought, and I've touched almost none of it. I've The only gameplay I have across all of the games that I listed is 45 minutes into Final Fantasy 15, and it is almost the end of November. <laughs> so you got uh, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't do Game of the Year until January, is what you're saying. <laughs> I actually kind of love the idea of Game of the Year in January, because it gives us time to play everything that came out in the year. Yeah. And, well, yeah. and and the holidays with nothing else better to do. So that's that's my plan actually this year is plow out what I can and hopefully make an informed decision about the, what's going to be on what's going to be below the four games of spite on my list. <laughs> that's the problem was that 2016 was actually kind of a really good year for video games, but most of the really good video games came out in like a two week span. Yeah, and on other systems besides Nintendo systems. Right. Well, we had Paper Mario's uh, color. Oh, of splash. course. What am I talking about? Paper Mario. Which, by the way, didn't have a single Black Friday deal this year. Nope. Which is cripplingly disappointing. Ne- neither that nor Hatsune Miku. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that'll, that those, nice. those might come around around Christmas time, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Donald, tell me what you bought on Black Friday uh, 16. I... Because unfortunately, Black Friday also falls on the last paycheck of the month, which goes to a little thing called Rent. Um, my Black Friday purchasing was limited, but I did get... I, I sent an Xbox One controller out to uh, my family for in, in Alberta to uh, get them ready for a potential Christmas gift. And I'm, I'm probably going to Alberta next year. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm I haven't done it yet, but I've got my eye on a few things in the uh, Nintendo eShop Black Friday sale, which actually runs through December fifth, so I get paid again before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm looking at Kirby Mass Attack and Hyrule Warriors Legends because I traded in my copy, but I want to try that DLC. Okay, do we know if that's a good version of the game? What I heard was it is a good version of a game if you have a new 3DS, but if you yeah. have a regular 3DS, you shouldn't bother because it's practically unplayable. It is, yeah, it is right. literally unplayable on the old 3DS, but as somebody with a new one, it's kind of fine. I my 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 new 3DS is getting kind of beat up. I thought about getting that uh, 100, well it's 140 here, but the I did too. The smaller model black and white ones. 
but that's probably going to be a Boxing Day thing for me. Yeah. I chickened out on that because um, uh, ex-staffer Nathan Mustafa, friend of the show Nathan Mustafa, um, bought one, and then he didn't like the screens so much that he rebought a new 3DS XL. Yeah, there's something with the kind. There's you ha, sort of have to play a lottery with the screens on those smaller 3ds's. Some of them, I, I forget the difference of the types, but there's two types of screens on there. One's really, really good. One's not so much. Yeah. Hmm. So I chicken out. Yeah. And then Zach, what about you? I did get some stuff. Uh, the two digital things I bought were uh, the Wii Kirby game uh, at the Nintendo sale whatever that's called, Return to Dreamland. Because um, that's that's by the, on the same like tier as Robobo and um, whatever the Hypernova one is, right? That's Triple the Deluxe, yeah. That's yeah. The, it's the, yeah, the Return to Dreamland was the predecessor for those two. Yeah, so I'm excited to play that. I got, uh, uh, I mean, Don, clearly Donald's game of the year, Hyper Neptunia Dimensional, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck that one's called, on PS4. <laughs> For like eight dollars, it was the only only one I didn't have. Um, and then for actual Black Friday, I went out and got season ten of Bones for seven bucks. So exciting! Uh, but then I did get this Tomb Raider: Rise of the Tomb Raider for thirty five bucks at Target. That's pretty. It comes good. with this stupid little booklet of art that I'll never look at. Mm. Um, I played that for about two hours today. Really fantastic. And then this was not a Black Friday thing, but I got a new Amiibo for my birthday. Ooh, what game does that work with? Well, I assume it will work with the uh, uh, Armored Edition version of Arkham Knight. <laughs> you mean Arkham yeah. City? <laughs> Arkham City, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Return to Arkham dual pack uh, that they'll release for Switch. Arkham City Armored Edition, Armored Edition. <laughs> yeah. I- Although I have to say I'm seeing a lot of Lucina, Robin, Mega Man, and Samus around lately, so it's nice to see they've reopened the Amiibo floodgates again. They have too. I, I went to Best Buy yesterday and they had a lot of those, and I was like, oh, I have these games. Mm. I mean, these characters. I don't like the Fire Emblem characters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I for- and I forgot my I forgot my Best Princess version too in the living room. Oh but, yeah. yeah. I like the Smash one better because it's got Luma. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's my whole Black Friday experience. That's cool. Black Friday, it's been good this year. The PC deals have been kind of crazy, but I, I don't play PC yet. I, I'm looking at Shadow Warrior for three ninety nine. That's a conversation for Nintendo World Report at night. Yeah. But I got a lot of good games this year, and it sounds like you guys got some good games. Oh, too. yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Pokemon. Yes, Dolls are playing Pokemon. Donald's been playing a lot of Pokemon. <laughs> 65 hours. Where did 65 hours come from? Because you didn't get the game before launch. Well, I did, but I preloaded it, so I couldn't play it until it launched. But okay. um, uh. but 65 hours, that was taking four different teams of entirely new Pokemon and raising them all up to the point that they could have gone after the Elite Four the first time if they wanted to. I mean, that's not overkill. Yeah. No, but there's a lot. But there is a stupidly high percentage of new Pokemon that are at least interesting, if not good. Okay, good. What do you think, think of Pokemon Sun, Donald? Or Pokemon? Well, 
I yeah, I'm I'm playing Sun. I do have Moon, but oh, okay. uh, that that is there is a separate thing to play for that. Because Pokemon is sort of like my default game. Like it's mm. the thing I go to when I don't really have anything else better to play at that point, which is not very often. But right, I but I really enjoyed it. I think the new I think this new structure. I hope it's in future games. I think they've really nailed it with the Pokemon designs this time. If even if it's just for the constructive purpose of using them in battle, there's a lot of new things in there that are really fun. Uh, the SOS battles are annoying. And to the person who decided to lock a certain Pokemon behind those encounters and weather conditions, um, here's two of these. <laughs> what because, is an SOS battle? Uh, Pokemon in this game can call for help. Oh, that. Yeah, I knew that. And you can't yeah. throw a Pokeball at a Pokemon until there's only one left. And that wouldn't be so bad if they only did it once or a limited number of times. But there's no real limit to how many times Pokemon can do it. It's just kind of random, which means there are times when Pokemon will call a helper three times in a row. Oh, or, and, or Yeah, go ahead. And they've tied some mechanics like hidden abilities and, and better chance of better stats to that, doing it 30 or 40 times. Oh, God. Life. Why if, would they do that? Do, so, do, you, do, yeah. do you at least get a ton of experience with fights like that? Oh yeah, you get you get a good amount of experience out of it, consummate to the level. It just it's it's very time consuming. Yeah, and and there's some Pokemon because I'm one of those I have to catch everything on the route before I leave, and some of the Pokemon are only show up in SOS battles under route weather conditions, which made it really annoying to go hunt Gabite because it's in the middle of a sandstorm, which damages you every turn. Mm-hmm. And every Pokemon and every Pokemon on that route does either swagger, uh, lowers your accuracy, or just can, or just flat out confuses you. But you like it a lot, Donald. I, I like the game. It's the it's it's that's the little thing that keeps it from being like a a black and white caliber game. Right. Also Zubat, but well, <laughs> unless you're black and white, there's always going to be Zubat. Right. Pokemon Sun, I ended up, I finally scored the game. I had a review in progress, but I did score the game. I gave it an 8.5, which I think is the right score for that game. And then I would yeah, call it, yeah, you, you, you agree, Donald? That's about where I would have gone with it, yeah. Okay. Sun and Moon are great, borderline excellent Pokemon games that have two or three really serious issues that keep it from being the best Pokemon game. For instance, SOS battles are way too involved. There are way too many of them, and way too many stuff is gated behind the SOS battles. Two, I love how they do the Pokemon centers, how they're more naturally integrated into the world, but there are far too many Pokemon centers in the world, I would say. It feels almost a little handholdy at times. Three, I would say the story is good at times, but is almost as weak as the X and Y story to a certain extent, because there isn't much of a story. Like, Team Skull doesn't get enough time. The... What are they called? The Ether Foundation? They don't don't get enough time. And then the Ultra Beast stuff, that stuff doesn't even become a plot point until 
I won't spoil anything, but further in the game than it should be. Worst of all, I'm kind of of the opinion that Alola isn't the best region. I like the way they designed Alola, and I love the spirit behind Alola, and I love the way Pokemon feel natural. But actually traversing Alola, actually exploring Alola, I wouldn't call it the best experience in the whole world. Yeah, the especially right like the first thing I did after I beat the game was I went out and went after the island guardians and having to hop from one ferry to another ferry just to move from island to island that got annoying right that game gets slightly annoying what's what's up with you Zach why'd you why'd you ditch the call my friend my computer reset itself and audacity was not recovered oh what does that mean for us Zach does that mean I need to record the call after the show? Does that mean... It means my track will only be... will have cut off whatever we just talked. Okay. Here's what we should do. I say... Uh, sorry to everyone watching this live. Donald, let me ask if this makes sense. Would it make sense if we stopped right now, saved it, and then started a new track just for the heck of it? Or would it make more sense if I just don't care about this and then just record the MP3 after the fact and then just put it up as the audio? Uh, I think given the circumstances, uh, if we want if we want to clap out and clap in, that'd be fine, but it's, it's your call here. Okay, here's what I think. Zach... It, does, do you actually have a finished audio file? No, it won't recover. I mean, it's there's nothing left. Oh, um, so there's... It, I don't even have the first 30 minutes or whatever. No. First. Okay. What we need to do then is we will not use this audacity, and the final YouTube video will go up on iTunes. Zach, I forgive you. I'm so sorry. It's I don't okay. know why it happened. It's just I all of a sudden, you. oh, the screen's black. Huh. Okay. Is that going to happen again, Zach, do you think? I hope not. The okay. only other time this happened was during an uh, unfortunate episode of Jeopardy. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry about that, guys. Back to our regular scheduled programming. Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yes, I agree with yeah. everything I just said. I agree with yeah, everything and, you just said, Donald. Yeah, and I have to say the final battle... Like the before the credits roll, well, the second I should say the second to last battle before the credits roll because there's one other one like there was an X and Y, with a little bit higher stakes. But anyway, that 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 last boss fight had had RNG going against me that I haven't seen outside of a battle facility, like a battle tower, battle maison. We're talking like, about the quote unquote final boss of the game. Yeah, and he pulled out a, this this trainer pulled out a Snorlax that I think used Body Slam on me about nine times. Oh when God! My Pokemon wasn't paralyzed, and all but one paralyzed it. Okay. So that that final fight was very hard for a team that was a couple of levels under, but but almost at the same same level. Maybe next time I'll bring a fighting type with me. Yeah. I was a little overleveled for it. Yeah, my my teams going into aside from the fact that I had Solo Geo with mm -hmm. me, 
every other Pokemon that I had raised to that point was level 53. And they went up to about 56 by the time this was over. But discounting the fact that it was a relatively challenging fight. And I actually like that to an extent because X and Y, it's like there was a small peak of difficulty at the beginning and just had no difficulty for the rest of the game. This game, despite its EXP share, actually does face a difficulty spike at the end of the game I really appreciated. Yeah, and it's not like you can pop in the it's not like the legendary is an instant win button in this one because there's really only a few fights left to use it after you catch it right yeah what i will say is that i actually thought from a story perspective that final fight the context for that final fight which i won't say anything about is one of my favorite 10 parts of the pokemon series yeah (laughs) It's so cool what they decide to do, how how they twist that formula a little bit for that final fight is so cool that it kind of calls back to a moment in the original games that almost happened but didn't happen. And if you you know exactly what I'm talking about, Donald. Yeah. And, it, and, and I think that boss fight knows what it's doing too. Yeah, and the music for it I noticed was even even had shades of the classic champion music from Red and Blue. That's the coolest moment in that entire game. Except yeah. there's some post game stuff I can't talk about because the Ultra Beast stuff also has some sick moments in two. Yeah. And are you are you now at liberty to reveal what that Pokemon you and Neil were crowing about last week is? Yeah, Toucanon is the sickest Pokemon in that entire generation. Yes. Toucanon is the Halucha of Gen 7. <laughs> and, it's the, and it's the evolution of the earliest bird. The only problem is he really doesn't get to his full potential because the frickin' move returners <laughs> in the last Pokemon Center of the game. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. what? Wait, what? The, the move, like the move tutor or the move returner from yeah. previous games, it's back. They've improved it because it can do any move of any level, whether oh, it's wow. before or after. But to counter that, they put it in the Pokemon Center that is right before the Pokemon Lake. Oh, that's a that's a that is very that is a very mean thing to do, especially if you want to use, say, Marowak in this uh. game. Because Marowak has a move that it it learns at level twenty seven, except it evolves at level twenty eight. <laughs> oh, jeez. And it's a really good one. And I, I'm proud when I do Moon. I want, I want to do it Alolan forms only, <laughs> so I might have to cheat a little bit. Right. I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm a little pissed off that Halucha was not in Smash. Really should have been. Is the most iconic Pokemon from that generation oh, to Alex easily. Greninja's cool, but he's not that cool. No, it's just a frog with a really long tongue. Right. It's it's like Zoroark, where they expected it would be picked up as this super cool Pokemon, but oh, it yeah. wasn't necessarily. Not at all. Yeah. Yes. So okay, so Toucanon is sick. It's so pissed off if you don't know what Toucanon looks like and you are interested. Know, I'm no. Just I'm blacked out. Catch the first bird in the game. Level it up and you will get the angriest fucking Pokemon you have ever seen. That's all I'll say. So, okay. I asked yeah. Donald this. 
before we started, but I'll ask you, and maybe okay. maybe this will jump into the next topic. Should I buy Sun and Moon, or should I wait for stars? Oh, what a fantastic transition, Zachary Miller. Mm. Yeah, starting off our news discussion slash transitioning out of our Pokemon discussion. Pokemon Stars is now heavily rumored, just as heavily rumored as that Mario game or any other Nintendo Switch game. Like, it's the Splatoon. It's been as heavily rumored as everything else that now we know exists. Pokemon Stars is the rumored third version of Pokemon Sun and Moon. It was supposedly developed at the same time as Pokemon Sun and Moon. Switch only. We don't know exactly what the game is going to be like, but there's some word that there could be more Pokemon, although that rumor comes around at literally every third version, and it yeah. hasn't happened yet, but maybe this could be the time since it is the third version of Sun and Moon, and it's going to be an HD. It's going to be the first Pokemon console game. I think you should play Sun and Moon now, except, except if Stars does end up actually existing... It's going to be slightly tough for me to play it because Alola's the kind of region that's only super fun to play through once. And I don't oh. think it's going to be as infinitely replayable as Kanto Johto Hoenn was. Okay. It's not as bad as Kalos, but it is one of the weakest generations, I would say, terrain wise, in the entire series. Which okay. is something I'm only coming to terms with after last week's podcast and playing substantially more, including all the post game. Donald, yeah. what say you? Uh, I well, I'll I'll disagree for for Callus not being replayable on the grounds that I did play it 21 times. Ew, <laughs> that's gross, Donald. With, and I'm tempted to do that again. I have a chart ready that I could do that again with uh, with Alola, just doing single type runs plus the one run through Moon. Do you think uh, it's because oh, that's of how right. linear the region is that you're enjoying it? I think I think that's that's something to do with it. But just uh, for me, Pokemon games are when I'm replaying them, it's because I'm interested in seeing how would this type adapt to the challenges that the game throws at me. Right. Huh. So then, what else yeah. do you think about my recommendation for Pokemon I, Star? I I'd say if I'd say. If it turn if this turns out to be legitimate, then we're probably going to find that out on January twelfth. Yeah. So that so yeah. I would if you're gonna hold if you're gonna get it, I would get it now because otherwise, if you don't have it by January, only I would only pick up Sun and Moon if it turns out that this becomes something different because there's a lot I have a lot of questions about how. A Switch game is going to communicate with a 3DS game if they're both supposed to be in the same generation. Yeah, because this—I mean, we had we had a situation with Gold, Silver, and Crystal where Crystal was only on the Game Boy Color, but Gold and Silver could also play on the Game Boy Color. So this will be the first time a Pokemon generation has been explicitly split between two different consoles. Right. Um. Uh... Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Pokemon, I would almost say Gold, Silver, Crystal is the first time, but I also agree that this is a more complete split. 
Thing. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, like I said, I played I played Silver on a Game Boy Color plenty of times, but I also played it on a Super Game Boy. Yeah. Whereas Crystal was, well, I could only play in Stadium too if I wanted to play it on the TV. Donald, what do you think of me at least calling Alola a somewhat weaker Pokemon region? I I can see it. I'm probably gonna need to go through it again to see to see if I feel the same way. And we just lost Zach again. Yeah, but, uh, I'm, I'm, we made the right call just just recording it after the fact. Yeah, but I think I can certainly see where you're coming from. I don't know if I'm going to feel the same way. Maybe this, maybe you know, playing through Moon will help calcify that, especially with the alternate time thing that they do with it. Mm. But yeah. I mean, but Island issues with Island hopping aside, and why is the fly Pokemon Charizard? when you can't catch a Charizard in this game. Uh, <laughs> it's... I, like I said, I, I can see where you're coming from as it being weaker, but there were some things on there that I did enjoy. And the and the, fa- and the mere fact that you don't have to use HMs for, for any of this stuff is yes. a godsend. Yeah. That is the best feature of Pokemon mm. Sun and Moon. I've seen one or two people on forums defending HM and lamenting their loss. I think those people are crazy. I think HMs did not tie into the difficulty at all. No. They just made you bring my doof everywhere. I didn't have a water Pokemon this entire game. And there's something annoying about that when you need a water Pokemon, but there's also something liberating about the fact that you don't need a water Pokemon. And I would say this is the first generation where you don't need a single water Pokemon on your team and you will be 100% fine. Yeah. When I when I beat when I did the the monotype runs in Pokemon X, there was a there was the runs where I had a water type were a lot easier than the ones where I didn't and had to haul somebody with Surf out. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. the I, I that's one of the reasons I can do something like Alolan forms only because there's no Alolan water types. Although there was that rumor of Alolan Growlithe being water type, which would have been very interesting. Yeah. I would have I would have liked to have seen the moves that the HMs had buffed and then become TMs, like happened with a couple in this game. But the fact that those are not no those aren't gated to progress anymore is it's a long overdue move. Stars is probably gonna happen though, right? I, I vote eighty percent chance that we see stars in January. That would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's I wonder if, if any, I wonder if stars will somehow connect to Sun Moon. So that ha- Sun Moon players, to. you know, will not get suckered would, into it buying would, it again. Totally. It, it would have it would have to be, I mean if it's the same generation, they would have to connect somehow, whether through bank alone or something else. Mm. Because you'd still have to be able to do things like evolve uh, your haunter into a crippled Gengar. <laughs> Do we want to talk about some of that other Switch stuff? Oh, yeah. the old, the very long list that came out last yes, week. Yes, as pointed out by RK, and then a series of numbers, Laura K. Dale is also saying there's a Xenoblade export and Mario Maker is coming within six months of launch. And... Uh, and oh, oh, Matthew Wilson, got... by the way, by the way, Matthew Wilson, very uh, Pokemon-y question before we move on to that. What do you think happens when people use Pokemon Bank and bring in Surf and HMs that were good? 
I think they just get transferred to the TMs because I'm pretty sure every HM can now be collected as a TM. Oh, uh, they've only they only turned three of them into TMs, as I recall: fly, surf, and waterfall. But they're just but, treated like other moves, uh, yeah, as far so as you, I know, right? Yeah. So at that, that point, you would be just deleted. Be able, yeah, so you'd be able to overwrite, cut, and surf, and all that with other moves if you choose to. And that's why I don't recall seeing a move to leader in this game, just that move tutor. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because you can, just, if you want to overwrite something, just overwrite it as a TM. Tell me about the Nintendo Switch and Laura Kate Dale's list of Nintendo Switch video games. Okay, so there's it's a three part list. Um, so we had three. We had a th- the 3D Mario shown in the reveal trailer. Uh, this sort of blew up the same day that Pokemon Stars first did. Uh, Mario Rabbids RPG. Developed by Ubisoft, oh. being overseen by Nintendo to ensure day one availability. Yeah, that um, makes sense. It makes sense, but uh, I don't want sense. it. I don't know if anyone actually wants that. Uh, the marketing department does. Although, if there was going to be a Ubisoft published RPG on the Switch on day one, I would probably rather have South Park. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, 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 the the Splatoon port, which is pack, it has pack in question mark which is mainly for, uh, which I think the rumor was that there'd be two SKUs of the Switch, one just with the system and Joy-Con and grip, and the other would, would be more memory and a game, which would be the Splatoon port, which would make sense, especially in Japan. Uh, Skyrim, which Todd Howard sort of backhandedly confirmed in an interview this week, and Just Dance 2017, which is, like, which is guaranteed day and day. That's all launch? That's all launch. And well, who's the most exciting one of those? Well, Mario's Mario, but... Yeah. Uh, then, the first six months, uh, Smash Brothers port slash Game of the Year edition, which would also be when the Bayonetta and Cloud Amiibo would launch. Uh, no word on Corrin as of yet, which kind of surprises me, unless they want to do male and female versions of it, which I would, wouldn't mind. Uh, Breath of the Wild coming in there, uh, both versions... And then we had the leaks out of Europe this week, which suggested that the Switch version would actually come first. Mm. Huh. And, not and it would also come out the day after E3 ends, which is certainly going to make our reviewers very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you wonder why Neil skips E3 this year, that's probably why. Uh <laughs> The next Telltale game is supposed to be Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's going to have weekly episodes leading up to the second movie. Hmm. Is also supposed to come to Switch. Uh, the Silver Case, which is a is it a Suda Fifty One game? Yes, it's an old Suda Fifty One game that got remade for yeah, the modern consoles. Yeah, and I think Limited Run Games sold uh, versions of that. That's supposed to be for six months. Uh, Mario Kart 8 port with some additions. A Xenoblade Chronicles X port, which is apparently not being handled by Monolith Soft. Mm. Wait, wait, Hello, wait. Monster Games. Yeah, uh, how'd that NASCAR game go for you? Welcome back. <laughs> but uh, that that would be a very good thing to have portably full-time. Well, maybe and, they'll put and, back in the full character customization uh, let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> and Mar- a Mario Maker port. 
I could see that given if the, if there is because the games the CEO of GameStop indicated that there'd be some sort of motion control on the Joy Cons, possibly because I remember seeing wasn't there a rumor of an IR port of some kind on the mm-hmm. Joy Con? Yeah. So that could be used for some sort of motion, which would be a little less intuitive than the gamepad or general touchscreen for level creation, but it, it could work. Mm. Uh, 2017 has the Sonic game, which has already been announced for the, for the Switch. Uh, Pokemon Stars, which was initially slipped to summer, may have slipped to autumn. If you ask me, it slipped to November 20-whatever the Friday before Thanksgiving is. Mm. Uh, Pikmin 4, not called Pikmin 4, now a reboot. Probably an autumn game, and, sort of, and if I had to guess, that would probably be in the uh, Woolly World slot. Pikmin Zero. Mm. Yeah. And then twenty and then twenty eighteen is Beyond Good and Evil semi reboot, not a sequel, and Switch exclusive. Oh please! Oh please! Oh please! Oh please! All of that stuff is super believable. Some yeah, of that, most, most of it, most of the it. most unbelievable thing to me, the thing I believe the least, is actually the Xenoblade Chronicles X port. That oh really? I don't see the world where they put that much effort and bringing Xenoblade Chronicles X to a new generation. I acknowledge the possibility, maybe even probability if I'm wrong. None of these were vetted, as RK pointed out back to us, uh, except I still just think a Xenoblade Chronicles X port does not make sense. It, I, I can, like I said, I tried to play Xenoblade Chronicles X portably when I reviewed it on this, for the site about this time last year. And um, the experience of playing that game off TV is suboptimal. Yeah, but it would probably be way better if the whole if in a Switch situation where you can where you're taking the whole thing with you. At the very least, you'd be able to see what the heck's going on on that screen. Well, but in in James's recent article, um, he said that the screen is not significantly larger than the Wii U gamepad screen. But it is a but it's a higher resolution screen. Like oh I see. Uh, okay. So at it at, at minimum it it it's V to spec more I think the rumors were seven twenty P. Yeah. Okay. That that flows way better for that for Xenoblade X than a the forty P screen the gamepad Yeah, yeah. Most unbelievable thing to me is Beyond Good and Evil Two because I've learned to be disappointed over the last decade. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the fact that that and the fact that that game is coming out uh, in 2018, it would be about a decade actually since we first heard about it. Mm, yeah. What percentage of AAA video games coming out today are either a an expanded port or b a half remake, or like not not a half remake, a half reboot that takes the old games and brings it into the modern era. And between Xenoblade Chronicles X uh, and Mario Kart and Splatoon hitting the port category, and between Zelda Breath of the Wild and Beyond Good and Evil 2, and potentially Mario hitting the... And Pikmin Zero hitting the partial reboot in the same way that Final Fantasy XV is a little bit in the same way that you got Ratchet and Clank, in the same way you got Pokemon, in the same way you got Star Fox, in the same way you got all these other games, that's got to be like 30 or 40% of the AAA output that's been happening, right? 
Uh, I I would say half and half. Half sequels. <laughs> Sequels, re- sequels, HD remakes, and reboots. Yeah, that sounds like most of the lineup that we've gotten out of the AAA, out of the, especially not the reboots, half reboots yeah. that still take place <coughs> in the same universe as the original games, but aren't the exact same thing. You know what? The sad thing about Pikmin uh, Zero is just it's going to be another remake of Star Fox sixty four. Hmm. Uh, Ansel apparently says Beyond Good and Evil needs another three to four years, so that rumor may have been deeper. <laughs> okay. Well, when did it, when did it enter pre-production? Like two months ago for for a AAA game in this it game. Entered pre-production yeah. four months ago for the eighth time. Yeah. yeah Beyond yeah, Good so and I... Evil Two is uh, currently in the bar napkin stage of development. <laughs> <laughs> The elevator pit. <laughs> and you thought you thought Bayonetta two took a while. Oh God! Uh, remember the first trailer was just people drawing pictures of Bayonetta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that oh, game no. came out though. <laughs> yeah, that came, yeah, and it only took and like it was like years. one of the best Wii U games apparently. Absolutely. Yeah, and it only took and it was only two years from uh, from reveal to launch, unlike some other games I could mention. Mm. But yeah. But, and, the other thing is that there's one game that got announced for the Switch this week that is not on this list, but uh, seeing, seeing as most of the rumors for this are coming from Nintendo and Ubisoft, that doesn't surprise me. Lego City Undercover! And it has, like, a title now, right? It has a different title. Chase something something? Uh, not not to be confused with the Chase Begins, which is the uh, which was the 3DS... 3DS uh, game, now available for $20 on, on Nintendo Selects for whatever reason. Lego City Undercover, the Wii U game, is getting ported in Ubisoft style, despite being a Warner Bros. game. The tragically PS4. handicapped Wii U launch game. To PS4. Well, not hand, not launch game. It was like in the following March. Oh, it was PS4. Okay. The, no, the Wii U launch window was. Yeah, the Wii U's launch window was so long that March would have been a launch window game for it. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, the Wii U launch window has not fully closed. Oh. There's still there's a little breeze coming through. Mario Maker um, was a launch window game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. But yeah, LEGO that, City Undercover is fun. If you want to know more about LEGO City Undercover, listen to any of the past 27 RFNs. Uh, right. When, yeah. Yeah, Lego City Undercover. So Guillaume's been playing the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. So we've gotten uh, we've gotten HD remake or we've gotten remakes for Lego City Undercover and Twilight Princess HD. I'm trying to think, who do I have to kill to get another Mother Three retroactive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lego City. I never played that game, and I can't wait for my first opportunity to play that game uh, at about February 2018 when it becomes a PlayStation Plus game. Yeah, wait for I, years. If they I, say I, the load time's really awful, stay away. It, it gets that, I, yeah. that famed zombie U slot or zombie. Yeah, I I I bought that game uh, with some extra money at Christmas 2014. I believe it just finished loading. Yep, <laughs> just past the yeah the initial load screen. You can select your file now. Mm. Well. I feel like we should have more to say about this, and there's part of me that's always disappointed when exclusive games go to other consoles. I was more disappointed with Zombie U than I was with this, because Zombie U felt like uh, an inherently Wii game, 
but this should probably get ported. Like this, this yeah. you have more of a case for this being ported than Zombie did, which apparently was a poor port in the first place. Yeah, and all in all seriousness, I did play Lego City a bit. It didn't really use the gamepad all that extensively, so this does make sense as a port job. What I'm I have to ask though if this opens the door for Bayonetta 2 if did Nintendo sign a four-year licensing deal with this like they apparently did for Lego City or was that one longer? Interesting. That one's a forever game, I think. It's gotta be. Because I'm pretty sure Nintendo had more of a hand. This this would be a great topic for Neil because this is the kind of stuff that Neil's great at knowing. Uh, I know, or at least I think, Nintendo did some assistance on Lego City Undercover, but I don't think it was very much. Yeah, and there was some Nintendo cameo things in that game. Yeah. Yeah, like I think you could make a warp pipe in that game. Which I don't see how that would carry over to uh, to the PS4 and Xbox One versions, right? Yeah. Or the Steam version. This is cool, right? Sure. I don't. Yeah. Want it, but it's twenty. It's going to be twenty bucks. They they didn't announce it. I don't think, but it's got to be twenty bucks. Uh, I don't know. This seems like something they might they might 40. do forty forty or even full price. It won't on, be sixty. This won't be sixty. There's no way they would be drunk. Depending on what they do to it, I can see being 60. 40 to 60. This is, this is WB we're talking about, and I, I would stay far away from the PC version on that, on that one, <laughs> if that's the case. Also, because it's a Lego game, if you wait six months, it'll be on a flash sale for $8. <laughs> that is not inaccurate. Okay. That is our Lego City Undercover talk. What else do we have here? We talked about Pokemon Stars, talked about Pokemon Sun Moon, talked about Black Friday, talked about Lego City Undercover. Ooh, we have two topics left, and they should go relatively quickly. Donald, tell me a little bit about Pokemon Go. Yes, that's that's apparently still around. Um, and they had they launched some new things this week, including uh, random dittos. Which uh, started as Pidgey and Rattata, but uh, well, there you go. Mm. And so they've they've done that. They've also uh, they've adjusted the 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 points for catching Pokemon. So some of the more broken ones will be a little harder to get. Uh, and also the nearby feature, which was supposed to replace some of the tracking stuff that Niantic really cracked down on around launch. Uh, they've expanded that to all of Australia. And basically, the west western part of North America of continental North America. So, sorry, Zach, no Alaska. Mm, I see. I would love to and see an article. Yeah, go ahead, Donald. Yeah, and this update also apparently added, it also showed some some Johto native Pokemon in it. So we could be seeing new Pokemon very soon. Very soon, which I think is the right time because. I think it would be very cool. There's a great article somewhere out there that does not exist yet, but one day potentially will, that shows the evolution of Pokemon Go from launch to its peak, its very quick peak, to where it's been since its peak throughout 2016. Like, I'm very curious, where's Pokemon Go right now compared to where it was so long ago? What does the diehard Pokemon Go community look like at November 26, 2016? What is it going to look in 2017? And, more importantly, how does that compare to the Clash of Clans, uh, to the Mobile Strike 
to all of those types of games at this stage in their life. Yeah, because, I mean, Pokemon Go is still, like, one of the top-grossing apps on the App Store. I wonder how much of it is going to get upstage when Mario Run comes out in a couple of weeks. Mm. But I think I think they're doing I think they're doing enough that I'm still seeing a lot of Pokemon Go like on my own Twitter feed with people who maybe aren't as into the the 3DS games as I would as I am, which is basically yeah. everybody but you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the yeah. um yeah, you and Joe Merrick. But yeah. the um I think I mean, it's 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 had its peaks and valleys. It's dropped out of top slots and all that on this on the top grossing charts. But these events, like the there's a Thanksgiving event on right now, where you get more you get more money and and items out of Pokestop. So there is something. There is still some growth there, and a lot of people are getting in when these things happen. I think as you start to see more Pokemon come in, and they maybe cycle out some of the vendor trash that we've been seeing in this <laughs> in this early portion that. You'll probably see more. Uh, more. It'll probably maintain a pretty steady uptick, and Nintendo will still make a pretty penny from it for the foreseeable future. I have no mobile experience, no mobile development or marketing experience, but try this one on for size. Christmas Day, a lot of kids open up their new phones, their new 3G iTouches, and they install Pokemon Go, the game they finally hear about. It's. I'm. I bet there are more a lot more phones in the wild on December 25th than there are on December 24th. At least I've a certain worked, person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've worked for cell phone carriers in the past, and the activation servers always crash on December 25th because of people <laughs> activating phones. Excellent. Now, if you want a second server to crash, and if you want something that'll jumpstart Pokemon Go again, you want two events. You want, one, the implementation of Johto Pokemon, and two, on Christmas Day, you have two options for a special Pokemon. One, you throw out Mew. Christmas Day, play on Christmas, get Mew in these locations. The other alternative, a Pikachu wearing a Santa hat. I would probably take the Mew, although where I'm going to be this Christmas doesn't really allow for that. But I bet you more people than you would think would probably go for the Pikachu. Right, which is what I'm saying. If Pokemon Go needs to be kickstarted again, that's the way you do it. Christmas Day, you implement Johto, and you implement either Mew or Pikachu with a Christmas hat, or a legendary Pokemon for the first time. They need to officially implement some legendary Pokemon, and I think Christmas Day is absolutely the way to do it. Uh, Zach Miller is having technical difficulties. He apologizes. He is indeed calling his brother. Uh, that's all you're going to hear from him for this episode. He is on Twitter at ZMiller1902. ZMiller1902. M-I-L-L-E-R-1902. We are almost done with the show, so it won't create too much of a difficulty, and we will say his Twitter name again. But Zachary Miller is indeed done for the show. We have some comments. RK says, assuming Marvel vs. Capcom 4 gets revealed as rumored next week, I wonder if a Switch version is happening. I say no. Um, the rumor is that it's being announced either at the Capcom Cup or PlayStation Experience. Uh, if it come, if it's announced at the Capcom Cup, 
I could see it being multi-platform, but a PSX announcement would imply some sort of exclusivity, at least timed, if not outright. So probably it at the if it gets announced at PSX, I think the best a Nintendo fan could hope for would be Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom Four, whenever that comes out. Yeah, you make a good point, Tom. Which which would be a shame because that would be something that'd be very interesting to have that on a Nintendo platform and see if that gets the the uptick that uh, that the that from having like Smash Brothers and Pokémon on Nintendo platforms to begin with. Right. Donald, we have one more thing to talk about. Tell me about Swap Doodle very quickly, and then we will call it a show. Yeah, so Swap Doodle, uh, the, the long-lost brother of the dearly departed Swap Note, uh, came out last week, uh, came out of nowhere. Like, the first time anybody heard of it was when it showed up in the downloads press release. And then mm-hmm. we realized, oh my god, it's because... There were some very real incidents in Japan that caused the wireless, the spot pass functionality of Swapnote to be removed from that application, effectively rendering it useless. Mm-hmm. But it has come back. Um, it has come back with no. The only way it does it is online. You have to agree to see someone's notes, and they have to agree to see yours, and then you become buddies and see everything. But. Mm-hmm. The other big difference is that with Swapnote, every you could buy a lot of extra things with either by either playing using the application or with play coins. That has become real money. Oh, of course it has. Yeah, like <laughs> additional pens, stationery, and drawing lessons, which are sort of like Art Academy things, which basically let you trace out designs, are are built in. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that stuff is behind a cash money paywall. Yeah. Nintendo needs to retire the 3DS, or they don't need to retire the 3DS. It's going to happen within two, two and a half years. But when Nintendo retires the 3DS, what they need to do on their next handheld is they need to come up to modern console, Vita standards. If there is a next console that is not the Switch, because if it's the Switch, then it's just it just takes the switch's implementation but if nintendo does a new handheld that is like the ds or is a pure handheld and is not in the switch family what they need to do is they need to add a messaging system that has all the features of swap note swap swap note and is built into the core of that system because the idea of opening up an app having to have it load having to do all this stuff that takes, I would say, a good 45 seconds longer than any other messaging app on any other non-Nintendo console that has ever existed. It veers into unacceptable territory in 2016, Donald. Yeah, I I, I think I'm one of the heavier users of Swapdoodle and Swapnote, but that's because I'm in, a, I'm in a street pass group that has a lot of people, and we don't all have the same social interactions, so I... I put up with Swap Doodle for now because it's a common platform for a bunch of 3DS owners. Hopefully, the next console has something more robust and faster built into it. Mm, I agree. Because I think right now you have three different ways of communicating with others on Nintendo systems through between Miiverse, Swap Note, and Swap Doodle. They need to mm-hmm. they need to sort that out ASAP and have it on this hopefully on the Switch on day one. It came in under the radar, but just to make sure, Swap Doodle is a better swap note that utilizes real microtransactions 
and has better protection. Yeah, it has. Okay. That, that's pretty much it. I I will say the one one thing they could do with this because there is a download code option in in the uh, cash shop. Put up swap doodle stuff as my Nintendo rewards. Yeah. Because. I would use the hell out of that if it was an option, because I have about 3,000 coins right now that are doing nothing. I recommend anyone listens to episode two of Nintendo News Report on iTunes if you want to hear my thoughts on my Nintendo. But my Nintendo is a service that could really use all kinds of free, redeemable, downloadable digital goods. And I think this is their excuse to get 10% better. They won't get much better. They'll still be actively bad, but this will get them 10% better, Donald, and I could not agree more. Yeah. I think that's our show. Yeah. I think that's our show. I'm looking at the chat. I'm looking at everyone watching. I think that's our show. iTunes. We, you, you should look us up on iTunes. You should subscribe to us on iTunes. You got Donald, you got Neil, you got me, you got Zach. We have uh, guests once in a while. Don Koopman was on last week talking to me and Neil about Pokemon up every single week. We talk about Nintendo news. We talk about all kinds of fun stuff. This week we talked about our Black Friday stuff. And the episodes go up. It's audio. It generally sounds better than this one, except this week when Zach's audio stuff broke, so I have to literally use the video audio. But most weeks, we do record it natively on much nicer microphones, and it will sound much better. Either way, you'll be able to get a consistent RSS feed of a podcast, just like any other podcast you ever did here. Also, patreon.com slash NWR. Support the site. Keep us going. We love you if you support us. We love you anyway, but we love you if you support us uh donald's on twitter at donald mick d-o-n-a-l-d-m-i-c-k zach is on twitter at z miller 1902 z-m-i-l-l-1902 don't forget to listen to nintendo free radio that's donald's other podcast and then also i was on the most recent radio free nintendo so listen to me talk about Pokemon for all 35 minutes. Listen to me answer some emails. Talk to the RFN guys. It's a pretty good episode on a pretty good show. It is also the unofficial Radio Free Nintendo 500. Not really, but that's what I like to call it because it would have been the 500th numbered episode. It was really good. I recommend you listen to it. Uh, I'm on Twitter at C-U-L-A-F-I-A. And I know you got something else to say, Donald. Tell me about it. Uh, well, Zach is Z Miller, M I L L E R, nineteen o two, and uh, next week the Game Awards. That will be interesting because there's some. There's Wait, already been I, some. Was, did I did I not say Z Miller nineteen o two? You you just said Z M M. You you left the E R when you were spelling it out, but it's I L L E R one nine zero two. Ha! Huh, happens to the best of us. Game Awards. Do we think we were going to talk about that? We I mentioned that on the show originally. Don't very quick. Do you think there's anything? Um, I think we might get one thing. I think it might be tied to uh, the most anticipated game category, which Zelda is in, and that and Pokemon Go are the only Nintendo relevant things I can see actually winning anything okay. on on Thursday night. Two, po- two potential things, because Nintendo's been there in the past. The first Breath of the Wild footage was on there. 
right on the game awards or at least whatever keely's was on at that point yeah it was the game awards and it was the game last, awards and last year they had the tribute to awada okay but so i, I think, think breath yeah. of the wild or johto pokemon i think both of those are very possible things yeah i i don't we don't have time to get into the stupidity of best mobile slash handheld mm-hmm. and there's a whole other conversation to be had about the fact that Project Dam2R and Pokemon Uranium both were in best fan creation and then had to be pulled out. That's ridiculous. That well, Jeff Keighley did issue a statement saying that they because of the because of the, le- the questionable legality of using those po- using those assets or those properties in the case of Pokemon and the fact that those are technically no longer available, they had to pull. That's our show. Z Miller, Z M I L L E R 1902. Dong Mick, D O N A L D M I C K. Kulafia, C U L A F I A. iTunes, Nintendo News Report, NintendoWorldReport.com, Patreon.com slash NWR. That is a show. Have a good night. Bye bye. Bye bye.